What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday and welcome back to episode two of Brunch with Des B. And right now, let's be completely honest, it's not so much Brunch with Des B, it's more so quarantine with Des B. This is now day five since I've really been out doing anything. And so I'm excited because not only am I able to record these podcasts for you guys, but I'm able to continue to kind of just be creative in what I'm talking about and what I'm sharing. So in today's episode, if you haven't already listened to episode one, go ahead and do that. Just so in case I drop the F-bomb, you understand why I'm doing it and you're not taken back. In this episode, we are going to be using again the really fun soundboard that I have first and foremost. So soothing, so fun, so sweet. But we're also going to be chatting today about numbers. And what do I mean by numbers? Well, Right now, numbers are ruling our lives, not only in this quarantine aspect and the coronavirus and the amount of people affected and the amount of people passing away, the amount of people being vaccinated, this, that, and the other, but numbers in terms of what was before the coronavirus. So the number on the scale, the number of sexual partners you may have had in the past, the GPA that you currently hold in college, um, the body fat percentage that you're at, the amount of kids you have, the amount of friends you have, the amount of followers you have, all of these things come down to numbers, the number game. So do numbers matter or do they not? Um, now, I'll be the first to say in certain scenarios, absolutely numbers matter, analytics matter, and we need to know. But I wanted to chat a little bit today in hindsight about numbers in terms of, you know, social media, partners you've had, the scale, and all these things, just kind of giving you guys my insight on what those number mean, what those numbers mean, um, whether they matter or not, and ultimately just maybe have a few laughs as well. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode, episode number two. And just a reminder, if you don't already, let's grab a drink. Let's grab a drink. Let's have a drink in our hand. Whatever your Sunday best might be for me right now, it is sparkling water, kiwi strawberry made by the generous Kroger. For you, it might be a mimosa. For you, it might be a Bloody Mary. I'm hoping to God someone out there is drinking for me. But let's get into this episode and let's crush it. All right, guys, so no, this is not true crime again. We're going to talk about numbers. So I think the first number that really comes to my head that people stress out about the most is the scale. And I think that that's completely applicable because when we jump onto a scale, all we have is that one number to kind of tell us where we're currently at. Now, the biggest thing I can tell you is immediately from someone who has been run by a scale mentally for a long time, that that just does not just does not matter. Is it a great place to still see progress and gauge where you're at in that? Absolutely. And it's something that I think the more you can jump on a scale, the more you can know whether it's needed to be changed, meaning your like diet or your your lifestyle, or if you're doing good. Um, so for me right now, I'm not necessarily gaining weight. I'm not necessarily losing weight, but I'm in a really good spot where I just want to maintain where I'm at. So for me, getting on the scale and just seeing that number stay about the same is good for me. But there is one thing that you need to realize, and that is that fluctuations are going to occur. Our body is weird 
as fuck. Our body is crazy. We have hormones, especially women. We have hormones. Um, We have different stressors on our body. Working out in general creates stress, um, creates stress on our body, can create water retention. Digesting food can create water retention or digestive upset. Um, We could have IBS. You know, we could have PCOS. We could have different things that just affect how our bodies digest, how our bodies naturally run, and how we fluctuate weight. So fluctuating between, in my opinion, you know, a two to three pound range is completely normal. And I say that because there's a lot more people out there struggling with digestive stressors than not. So should, you know, each day typically you're waking up probably a pound up or a pound down? Yeah. But for the most part, a lot of people actually do see that two to three pound fluctuation. And sometimes, especially women, when we're menstruating, we could see up to a six pound, nine pound change. And that is just not out of the blue. That that is something that a lot of people can struggle with, myself included. Um, when I'm on my cycle, bitch, I feel like Shamu. You know, it is just, it is not ideal. But that is when stepping on a scale can really help us because during those weeks of the month where we know our body changes a little bit, we can comfortably go at it and say, oh, look at last month's stats. That's what happened last month too. So it becomes very normal for us. Does the scale matter? Absolutely fucking not. This is not something you should base your ride or die attention on, but is it something that could keep you on track? I would comfortably say yes. Now, some people mentally aren't in that place to really dive into a scale every day or every week. And if that's something you mentally cannot handle, then don't do it. Like you're, you're going to also be fine without not stepping on a scale. But if you're someone that mentally can put away in the back of your head, knowing that this shit doesn't really matter. I just need multiple scales of progress, so to speak, then definitely by all means, step on the scale two, three, four, five, six, seven times a week, whatever is comfortable for you. Another thing that can go along with the scale and that number in general is making sure that we're taking measurements, making sure that we're taking different ways of also measuring where we are physically. So pictures, great place, because a lot of times your weight won't change, but your body will change. Taking measurements, you know, around your arm, your thigh, your waist, your hips, your glutes, everything like that is also going to be very nice because those numbers definitely won't lie. Um, When you see increases in those or whatever, Try to take them as consistently as you can the same exact way so you can get the same exact reads or if they change, you'll see that. But outside of that, maybe every six months going to get a DEXA scan, something very reliable. If you're someone right now using a handheld fat percentage calculator, like a which is called a BIA, a bioelectrical impedance analysis, that shit is going to be so far off. Don't even worry about what that number says. Is it consistent and ideal just to have that consistency? Sure. If you really want to, if you really want to do that, sure. But I would definitely suggest more so finding somewhere that does like an in-body scan or a DEXA scan every three to six months to really assess where you're at with that. Um, Now, wrapping up this kind of scale talk, because I do want to talk about multiple different areas, is just knowing that the, the scale should not define you, should never define you, but knowing when to step on and when to step off is also ideal. So like I said, if you're someone who knows mentally you cannot get on a scale and push that to the back of your mind that it doesn't fucking matter, then do not step on a scale. 
But if you're someone that can overcome that and understand that, by all means, step on as often as you can to not only see where your body's at so you don't get to a place where you don't want to be and then you're extra scared to step on the scale, but also so that you can keep maintenance and keep that mental attitude of, oh, I'm up two pounds today. Who gives a shit? I'll be fine. Um, So if you guys have any questions about the scale, please let me know. Um, I think if there's one scale I would recommend, it would be any sort of bioelectric scale. Um, The only reason is because I do like to see numbers for consistency purposes. They're never going to be right because BIAs, which like I mentioned, um, bioelectrical impedance analysis, they adjust based off literally like how much water is in your system, how much have you drank. It is completely thrown off by that. So getting as close as you can to just like a raw scale is okay, but I like BIA scales, although I don't pay attention to the other numbers such as like body fat, muscle mass, water, etc. Next number I want to talk about is social media. And I think that this falls really hand in hand to kind of piggyback off of weight because we look at social media right now and that's where I feel like a lot of us are kind of priming ourselves to just be so self-conscious in what we look like and where our weight is at is because these people that we're seeing on social media with hundreds of thousands of followers or millions of followers and we just think, wow, if I just looked like them, maybe I would have a chance too. And I will honestly tell you that I have fallen into that before, just in the sense of when I was prepping. Where my body's at now, bitch, that's just how I feel about my body right now. Um, But when I was in prep and I was constantly seeing other people just shredded as hell and get thousands and thousands and thousands of likes, I thought, okay, well, maybe if I was shredded more more than I was bulking, like maybe if I was just constantly shredded, maybe I would gain more followers. And to a certain degree, that sadly was how I grew my page. And that wasn't on purpose. I was just in prep documenting my journey. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. God is good. He he blessed me with the opportunity to grow my page, but I was also, I was shredded. And that's when a lot of people want to look at fitness people is when you you have the body, right? And I, I do think at a certain point in time on social media, I have to be, um, you have, as a fitspo, as a fitness trainer, as a personal trainer, you do have to play the role. You, you are a walking business card. So yes, um, I had to stay that. But When it came to social media, I I fell into that trap, like I was saying, and I started to see my numbers climb, but I started to see my emotions going down. So just because someone has a lot of followers does not mean that they're happy. It does not mean that they're making a ton of money. It doesn't mean that they're satisfied. It doesn't mean that they have a true community. Um, It doesn't mean that most of their followers aren't males or that most of their followers maybe aren't females or whatever that might be. So when it comes to social media, I think a lot of us are playing into it too much mentally. And I myself included, I've definitely learned to space myself out mentally from it because all you can do on social media, and if you're someone trying to grow your page or just get your message out, that's all you can do is just get your message out. It doesn't matter how many people are seeing it. It doesn't matter how many people are buying your stuff. You know, money is money. People that are willing to purchase from you or people that are willing to follow you and support your content, we should be so thankful for every single person that that does, um, even though the app can suck ass. Um, so for example, the other day I posted a picture and it got the 
least amount of likes that I've had in a long time. And at first I was extremely embarrassed by this. Like, okay, like here's me busting my balls off, producing fucking amazing content, but Sally down the road can just flash her ass and post the dumbest workouts ever and go viral. But here I am working my ass off and I fell into this spiral, right? And I started thinking, wow, like my, my page doesn't grow like it used to. This doesn't happen like it used to this blah, blah, blah. But I've never been so happy in my own personal life. I've never been so happy with my community I get to serve. I've never been so happy with the clients that come to me and I change their lives. There is no correlation between having a high social media account and impacting people. Think about impacting deeper, not wider. And for too long, I was focusing on going wide. And, and I still am focused on going wide. I, I want to create a movement. I want to create a family. I want to create a, just a huge community. But for right now, I'm focused on going deeper with you guys and, and getting to know you deeper. So do social media numbers really give a shit? about your emotions? No. But should you give a shit about your social media? Mm. Yeah, because everyone has an opportunity to have a platform, but should you let it run your emotions? No. And again, we all fall into it. It's not easy to just be like, oh, don't let it, don't let it bug you. Who cares? I get it. I understand what it feels like to spend so long creating content and just have it like suck a fatty. I totally get it, dude. It sucks, but you have to keep pushing. And this is just in like all aspects of your life. Like you just have to keep pushing and those numbers will never define you. So if we're going to talk about social media and numbers defining you, it's the same thing with like your GPA, bro. You're, I worked my balls off for a high GPA and guess, guess who's asked me what my GPA is or what my ACT score was? Absolutely fucking no one. No one cares. No one ever asks. It, it, it is the most <laughs> craziest thing. I thought growing up that my GPA was going to just follow my ass everywhere. I thought it was going to be the make or break of like being successful and being this and being that. I stress myself out way too much in school trying to be the best when nowadays it just does not matter. Um, so wrapping that all together, social media, numbers, working hard to get this, you're never going to be satisfied. So on social media, just be thankful for what you have. Um, you know, one last bit, I'll mention this just because I said you'll never be satisfied. I remember all I wanted to do was hit 100,000 followers. That's all I wanted to do. Why? I have no I have no clue. I could not riddle you that. But all I wanted to do was have 100K. I just thought it was the sickest thing ever. In the day I hit 100K, I think it was two days before my birthday. And it felt just like any other day. <laughs> I was expecting this climax, this crazy climatic feeling, and it was nothing. And you know what I thought immediately after 100K? Wow, I need I need 200K now. 
and granted, you always want to like up your goal and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, even when I hit that, even when I said, oh, I'm going to be satisfied when blank, it didn't happen. So don't base yourself around your social media platform. I know plenty of people that have less followers than me that have amazing communities. And I know people with the same followers than me or more that has no community at all. They have no community. And I'm sure that as many people I look up to with, you know, millions of followers, I go, wow, I wish I had that. I'm sure they look right back down at me and be like, wow, I wish I had that though. So be thankful for what you do have versus mad at what you don't. Make sense? Awesome. I'm going to grab a drink real quick. My throat is extremely parched. If you're with me right now, you can grab a drink too. We can just like keep doing this together. It's currently 1.55. I'm sitting at my desk that, um, I'll just tell you guys this story real quick before we go to the next number. <laughs> but holy shit, this story. Oh my God. So it's yesterday morning, right? This is going to be, this is going to be Friday, March 20th. I ordered a desk from Wayfair. W-A-Y-F-A-I-R. And it was an L-shaped desk. I bought it. So I have room to set up my podcasting equipment and room to set up my like desk and my desktop and all this stuff. And this shit looked huge. I, I legitly measured it from like the what it said. And I was like, damn, this is gonna be so perfect for my room. So I ordered this from Wayfair and it was an extra 70 bucks to have a handyman come and like put it up for me. So I'm like, sick. Um, absolutely. I'll pay an extra 70 bucks to save me three hours. You know, like I could be checking in with clients. I could be doing this, doing that. So this guy comes yesterday in the morning. I get a call at 724 AM. Who the fuck shows up to someone's house at 724? Like isn't typical deliveries and stuff always kind of just after 8 a.m.? I feel like that's just right. (laughs) It's just not like, like anything before eight to me is early for someone to come like deliver or like set up or something like that. So he calls me at 724. He's like, I'm outside your house. I'm like, okay. I run down. My titties are popping everywhere. I have no bra on. (laughs) I have my pajamas on. There is not one light on in the house. And this guy comes in And it was just, I'm going to say it, it was so much BO. I legitly, it almost triggered me to herk. And it smelled, he just smelled very bad. And you know what? Whatever. Okay. Like I sucked it up. He came up to my room. He puts together this desk. Three hours later, he leaves First off, a huge mess upstairs. All the like little pop, you know, like the styrofoam poppy everywhere in my room. I'm like, okay. And so I'm cleaning it up and I look at the desk, bro. It is the size of like a dollhouse desk. (laughs) I'm like, where, what the, where, where did I go wrong with my measurements? Like this is obviously on me, but like, what the fuck? So 
I'm at this little ass desk right now, dude. And don't get me wrong, like it kind of works. It's cozy. It's got like a mini bookshelf. I'll have to attach a picture if I can, um, whether it be here, or maybe when this drops, I'll throw it on my Instagram story on my Des Piper so you guys can like really visualize what this desk looks like. <laughs> so um, it was like a $300 desk, bro. Like when you guys see this, I swear to God, you'll be like, what? Where is the disconnect? Um, so it just got kind of just had me a little fucked up um, yesterday. So I, I cleaned everything and we have everything set up now. I have a really cute little setup and I'm going to be honest, it's it's pretty comfortable. I'm not mad at all. But um, that was that was yesterday's story. So I've just had the most unluckiest draw when in terms of like deliveries and stuff lately. <sighs> oh, side note as well. If you're re- if you're listening to this right now, you know that tomorrow I was supposed to be going to Jamaica for my 25th birthday and the beaches resort, they're shutting down everything until May 15th. So I'm not going to Jamaica anymore and I'm really fucking sad about it. I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I'm Corona depressed. That's for sure. So anyway, that's, that's just a little bit of side note, a little bit of taking care of business around here. TCB taking care of business. Wow. Sometimes when I sing in this thing, I really think I could make a mixtape. And then I'm like, "Mm," I listen to it back. I'm like, "Mm, probably not. Probably not. All right. So next up for numbers, we got a little bit of birds, birds from the sound deck. So what's next? Let's talk about how many partners you've had. And if you're someone who hasn't had a partner yet, and I'm talking, have you haven't had sex yet? That is also completely fine. I am respecting you so much for that. But I'm a married woman and I've very obviously had partner, a partner and a partners because no, I did not wait till marriage and I'll probably have a full episode on that. So let's talk about how many people you've gotten jiggy with, how many people you've let in the bed, how many people you've let slam that pee. How many people have you let S that P? How many people have you let in to the dungeon? Um, How many people have you let get a little taste of that cake? Do you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it. I feel like this is something in college when I kind of went through the phase of just having a few different partners. I, at one point, felt like a big, big whore. And I was like the furthest from it. Let me preface that. I had other friends who were like, I'm not trying to like compare myself to them during college, but I was like, well, I could be like her and I'm not. So like, (laughs) I'm good. And again, like I loved my friends, but I was like, well, it could be worse. Right. But during this time, I felt so much guilt because I don't think a lot of people, at least like it might be getting better now, but a lot of people don't really talk about like how many, how many dudes they get down with or like. If, if you're also like a lesbian or bisexual, like how many women or men have you hooked up with? Like this isn't, um, this isn't like at all, this is exclusive for everyone. So just forgive me if I, you know, don't always reference hooking up with a woman, but it's just not personally what I've ever done. So it just comes out about dicks and that's right. So the amount of number, the number of people that you've had sex with, does that number really matter? And At one point, I want to say yes, because I think there's a difference between being like totally irresponsible and just being 
you know, out on the prowl longer than someone else. So for example, I, all right, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but you guys are my ride or dies. I have had sex with less than 10 people. Not going to say the number because you know what? It really doesn't matter. And that's the exact point of this. It doesn't fucking matter. But I've had sex with less than 10 people. And I'm not here to judge people that have had sex with more or even have had sex with less than my less. doesn't matter. My point being is that, is that a lot to me? No. What does that mean? You know, I've had sex with less than 10 people. I've been sexually active since 2010, all right? So in 10 years of my life, I've had sex with less than 10 people, approximately, right? Let's just say 10. That's one person per year, one person per 365 days, yo. That's that's like not a lot of people at all, all right? So if you take the amount of people that you've been sexually active with and divide that by the amount of years you've been sexually active, that's going to change for like a lot of people, right? Granted, every year could be a little bit different. Maybe one year you went hard as fuck. You had 12 people. The next year you just had one. You were maybe riding with someone for a little bit. Everything matters. But does that number really matter? And here's my point. If you're in a relationship, at least for like Wyatt and I, we have actually never asked each other how many people we've had sex with. And to be very honest, even now being married, I could give a shit less. I really could. He's, he's all mine now. I'm all his. We have been for almost five years, five years this May. Whoop, whoop. What's up? And, um, it just really doesn't matter. So if you're like in a relationship or you go on a Tinder date or a Bumble date and the first thing your date, whether it be boy or girl, don't care, asks you how many people have you slept with? Bro, exit the conversation, exit stage left, like just leave right away because it's just the most irrelevant thing. I don't think the amount of people you've had sex with determines your self-worth, your your work ethic, your professionalism, your self-respect, your whatever you want to call it. It really does not. And is there some people out there that are going to be like, well, yeah, it does because like if you hook up with 60 people, like you're obviously not respecting your body. I'm going to have to tell you to shut up because I don't think you have the right or anyone has the right to say how someone else respects their body. Respect is so subjective and relative to you. What, you know, what is respect in your eyes? We know that respect is like holding the door open or like saying thank you and please, but respect for our body. What does that actually look like? We don't know because it's it's up to you. You know what I mean? Like, what is respect to you? Um, so does the number of partners you've had with make or break something? Are they going to ask you that in a, a job interview? Oh, hi, Desiree. So we're seeing um, that your current weight is 144. That's about, you know, four pounds over what we like, but it's fine. We'll work with that. Your GPA, 3.8. We like that. We really respect that. Looks like your social media account, you're at 241 on Instagram, 241,000. That's great. Twitter, 15,000. Okay, you know, we'd like to see that a little bit higher. And you've had sex with less than 10 people. I'm sorry, Des. You're just like not suitable for the job. We're going to have to go with the next candidate.
And then you wake up from your dream and realize that there's no fucking way anyone would ever do that. Guys, it doesn't make sense. No one gives a shit. And again, it's something that even for you, girl, keep it, keep it to yourself. Lie about it. Who cares? Unless you contract a sexually transmitted disease or a sexually transmitted infection that could affect a partner, then that is the only reason when you should openly exchange information about your sexual activity or sexual life, in my opinion. Now, if you're someone out there who has an STD or STI and you don't tell your partners and you're a piece of shit and you're the reason why there is still, you know, gonorrhea spread around, chlamydia, AIDS, HIV, whatever, I don't care. You're a piece of shit for that. So please be honest, please be open, but know at the end of the day that The amount of people doesn't matter. I've known some people. I've had a friend in college and she only had sex with like, I think even three, two, maybe three people at this point in college in like over a four year span. And she got gonorrhea. She was like the cleanest girl I know. Like it doesn't matter. So no matter the amount of people you're having sex with, girl, you could have sex with one person and get herpes. You could have sex with 500 people and never get it. It like it doesn't, there, there's no correlation. Um, so again, point being, unless there is something that you have to tell your partner sexually at that point, the amount of partners you've had or the partner you've had, it doesn't matter. Okay. So just like who cares? It's the same thing with social media, weight, (laughs) GPA, you're not going to have an employer or someone that should be quizzing you how many partners you've had. Turn down for that. That is just not the big energy. So going into, you know, numbers, right? The number game, the amount of X, Y, Z. I feel like we're all always in competition of what's next, right? And that mostly always comes down to numbers. Like if you're a salesman, like, okay, how can I beat Frank this month? He has a 8.15 conversion. I want a 9.500 conversion. Or if you're in Fortnite, God damn it, I hate that game. Oh, well, he has a 300 point. I don't even know. I need 500. Like numbers are always what's pushing us, right? Like we're always bettering ourselves because for the most part, analytics and numbers do keep us kind of keep our shit rocking. All right. Like, let's be honest, you know, if, if there were no numbers, how would be, how would we be motivated to get, to get better? Right. If there wasn't an A and a B team or like a varsity and a junior varsity, right? That's technically kind of like numeric, like we're thinking first place versus second place, right? If there wasn't that opportunity to make something better, you never would push yourself to do it. So everything at the end of the day kind of formulates around the thought process of numbers. First place, second place, third place, fourth place, right? That's why I don't believe in participation awards and I'm going to be that kind of parent one day. If my kid doesn't win, he doesn't deserve a ribbon that says, thanks for fucking coming. You can shove that ribbon up your butt and poop it out because I don't want it. I don't want my kid to have it. I think that numbers are great. I think that they're important because they do keep us going. They keep us invested in whatever we're doing and they keep us pushing to be better. So as much as numbers, such as the scale, social media, GPA, the amount of people you've got down with, as much as they don't matter, 
they do because it forces you to either like maybe want to better yourself. Like maybe you've, you've hooked up with 20 dudes and you're like, damn, that's just kind of like not where I wanted to be right now. I'm going to stop. Right. Like it's a number. It, it, it told you to either speed up or slow down. Maybe you're someone who's just gotten like laid once and you're like, damn, I really kind of want to get out there and I want to be on my prowl. Okay. Then like that, again, that number shows you to like speed it up. (laughs) I don't want to say speed it up. I'm not telling y'all to go get your freak on, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Same with the GPA. We're at a 3.5 and we're like, frick, I really want to get on the Dean's list. I want to get to a 3.8 or whatever. It's pushing us. They're pushing us to be better. So our numbers good. Yes. Do they matter to everyone else pretty much but you? No. (laughs) Like they really don't. Because everyone's numbers are relative to them. For someone, a 3.5 GPA, holy fuck, they would get a raise at home. They would get like one less chore. They would get like five extra dollars from their report card. For us, Or like maybe for me, a 3.5, bro, I'd still get spanked on my ass if I didn't come home with a 3.8. So it's all relative. Um, Maybe, you know, social media, you know, you're pumped. You just hit 1,000 followers. Hell yeah. Maybe someone else just hit 10,000. And they're like, hell yeah. That doesn't mean your 1,000 isn't good. It's, you know what I mean? It's relative to your personal situation. So at the end of the day, numbers are, numbers matter. You matter. You're a one number in the whole world. You, you make up this population. You matter. Um, but does it really like overall, you're going to sit down at a college admissions interview and they ask you for how many people you plan to hook up with while you're staying at Harvard for four years? Probably not. And I think we're all on the same board. We understand by now numbers matter only to us. I just love that sound effect. It's kind of a good cue for me. Like, okay, what's next? You know, what's next? What do we need to talk about now? So to kind of wrap up this podcast, you know, first off, thanks for listening. As always, you know, make sure you're leaving a review, make sure you're sharing. I know that a lot of these a lot of these podcasts are going to be different for a lot of you. Some of you are going to be like, shit, I needed that. Some of you are going to be like, you know what? I didn't really need that today, but it was a good listen. I'm, you know, I'm good, whatever. But make sure that you're rating my podcast five stars, five stars. We don't go anything less. Or we're dropping a comment. You know, we're giving a review. We're sharing on our Instagram. Make sure you're tagging me and Des Piper so I can share when you guys are listening to my shit. And I think what I want to leave you with is just a little bit of motivation during this quarantine time because to be very blunt yes it is March 21st right now but by the time you guys listen to this in a little over 14 you know basically 15 days I don't know if we'll be out of this like at this point like I don't know so if you're out there right now and maybe you're still maybe you still don't have a job Maybe you're still struggling. Maybe you're getting fat. (laughs) And I say that because, bro, this quarantine is hard. Um, Maybe you're just not feeling your best. Maybe you're not taking extra time for yourself. Maybe your acrylic nails are 
fucking grown out and you have a unibrow coming through. I just want to tell you that we're going to make it through and we are all ugly right now. You know what I'm saying? We are truly all in this together. There is no one out there who is thriving more than us, except for the assholes that have mansions and they have in-person trainers in a full-ass gym and a separate mansion for all their cars. There, there may be, well, we're, they're, they're probably fine. Okay. But for us regular Joes that are listening to this, we're also going to get through this. And this is going to be one of those times where 15, 20 years from now, when we have kids and they're like, mom, dad, like you're fucking annoying. I just want to stay in my room all day. That's when we go, uh, excuse me, excuse me, Joe, you want to stay in your room all day? Why don't you sit your ass down and let me tell you about the week of March 14th in 2020. Let me tell you about Miss Corona, Miss Coronavirus, and then we'll chat if you want to sit and you want to stay in your room. I just got way too into that because I just pictured having a kid of my own and being like, you're a bitch. <laughs> so I think that for the most part, this is going to be something that's we're, we're all in this together and it's something we're all going to remember. So if you're, if you're still out there, if you're still battling, if we're still battling at this point, I'm going to keep praying for us. I'm going to keep praying for this community of people that I have here listening and as well as just everyone, even I don't even talk to the people that I haven't talked to since high school. Like I'm still praying for you, dog. And even if we're out of this right now, you know, even if we're out of this and you're just listening back to this and you're like, damn, you really were going crazy during quarantine. That's hundred percent sure. But I want you to know that during this time, I, I've been heavily thinking of all of us and heavily trying to do everything I can to make these situations a little bit brighter in such a dark social media time. If you're coming out of this quarantine, I'm going to, I'm going to play it off on a better note. Let's pretend right now. I'm going to pretend that we're, we're all free. We're all back to normal. Um, even though we're not really normal because like the PGA tour is still canceled, college basketball and NBA was canceled. Like shit is just not normal, but we always have 2021. And so whatever we need to do the rest of this year, I want to encourage you guys to support small businesses. Um, I want you to support smaller creators. Um, I want you to go out of your way to give people extra love, you know, thumb up their shit. Stop being a thumb downer. You're an a-hole. Go retweet some tweets. Go order some $5 scrunchies from a small woman-based company. You know, go go shop at your local grocery stores, your mom and pop shops. Don't shop at Meyer or Target. That type of stuff. And I'm guilty too. There's a few things that, bro, I just, I need to go to Target sometimes to like let off some steam. But for the most part, if there's any way I can support small businesses right now or even people that are just currently, you know, struggling and unemployed, um, I'm doing that. And I want you guys, want to encourage you guys to do it too. (sighs) We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it and we're going to crush it. But I love you guys. Thank you for coming to episode two of brunch with Desby. I hope that your drink was good. I hope that it's gone. I hope honestly during this time you poured maybe a second or a third drink. 
I hope that you're getting your water in because water helps you stay healthy. And I hope that you are just being a bad bitch today. All right. Sundays, your new favorite start to the week, your way to get motivated and set your intentions. Let's figure out what the fuck we're going to do this week and how we're going to do it the best that we can. Thanks again. Leave a rating, leave a review, share, love, rock and roll, peace, drugs, not really more like aspirin and ibuprofen during these times. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in episode three.